four, <laughs> three, two, one. See, he didn't say the last two again. Well, hi there. Welcome back to Apocalypse Now, a podcast dedicated to ending, if not preventing, the current apocalypse in which we live. I'm Sean, and we're once again coming to you from the Fortress of Seanitude in beautiful Hampshire County in western Massachusetts. And, um, you know, since we're only a few episodes in, it might be helpful to remind you again of what the hell the Apocalypse is. The Apocalypse is, to quote myself, because what is the podcast if not a vehicle for promoting and patting oneself on the back? Apocalypse is the era in human history where, where regressive social politics, toxic masculinity, fervent anti-intellectualism, and unfettered capitalism pose significant real-world threat to the existence of humanity. So, obviously, that sounds familiar because we're currently living it every goddamn day, it seems. So, a big part of the, of the apocalypse is how... The mentality that America never really needed to progress past 1998. And I can sum this up in a story. Because again, this is a podcast. And what is a podcast if not incessant, boring storytelling that's over and heavily handed? Basically, I'm trying to get picked up by NPR. For Apocalypse Now, an NPR podcast, who knows? So about like nine, ten years ago, I went to... Uh, pool party at my friend's house and I used to listen to the radio a lot as a teenager though it's not the 1970s you know bad 70s radios like pizza even when it's bad it's still pretty good but at at the same time it was something where when you're a you know 13 14 year old loser with no friends who has no idea how to you know interact with anyone anymore the radio was a great way to sort of lose yourself in something to find out about new stuff to go back and if, say, you lacked a cool older brother or cousin or something, um, you could learn about classic rock through there. So that's kind of what I did when I was growing up. And then I got to college and I slowly stopped listening to radio. Whereas at that point, I stopped listening altogether by my senior year. So I hadn't listened to the radio probably since 2002. Um, at, that, at that point, in the, in the time of the pool party, it was 2009. And... They threw on a local radio station, uh, Laser 99.3, which was a, when I was growing up, a modern rock radio station, which is a term that makes no sense and holds no purpose now. A lot of, you know, typical 90s stuff at the time, you know, Bush, like all the sort of grunge light bands and, you know, some of the ska stuff, the punk stuff, all, you know, like all that kind of business. And then, and then the, and then there was another radio station to listen to, uh, 107.3 WAF, and that's when things got a little heavier. Like they played a lot of Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, but they also played a lot of Korn, a lot of Metallica and, you know, older stuff like ACDC too. So it's just... There was a certain landscape to radio that, when I was growing up, was very familiar. And we turned on Laser 99.3, which is supposed to be the preeminent home for Rock in the Valley, and it sounded exactly the same. With probably two or three exceptions, every single song they played was one that they had in heavy rotation when I was wearing Jinkos, and here I was wearing cargo shorts. Thinking that I'd advanced stylistically and sitting by their pool and listening to the same songs in the same order over and over again. And it was just horrifying to me because it's, you know, I 
if I heard the radio again, I'd be like, oh, here are all these new rock bands that I haven't heard about yet. And meanwhile, nothing had changed. Someone, someone kept it warm for me, which is odd because it's very clearly a dead body. And it's with that mentality that I kind of noticed that, especially with, you know, Donald Trump being president and stuff, um, there are a lot of things that just sort of maintain that America attained perfection in 1998, and anyone who wants to change it is a goddamn communist. If you look at music again, um, the, the continued relevance of Kid Rock, Korn, Eminem, who are still mystifyingly famous, in addition to someone like Newt Gingrich or even Michael Bay, who, you know, back around 1998, I think was when Bad Boys 2 and such was around, so he was still doing that same bullshit. The music itself is very particular. It's all that post-Cobain, but sort of pre-turn-of-the-century stuff. And, like, right there, like, right when it started to turn, like, that's where it seems to be stuck. And, you know, like, guys who listen to rock music at this point all kind of dress the same way, and they dress the same way that we did. Jeans, like, dull printed shirt or whatever. Um, sort of looking kind of like a bro, but kind of, you know, like they're ascending bro but not really and it's if there's any better in if there's any better indicator which there probably is to how america's rotted out there's i can't i can't think of one and no one wants to admit it so hence basically since things started to diverge around 1998 people decided to just pretend that it wasn't happening to pretend that everything was moving forward like we all thought it would the fact that none of us admit it, the fact that none of us call ourselves on it, or why we are right where we are right now. I got some. I've got some more notes here about tearing down the system and working and encouraging to innovate within a decimated system is making things worse. Blah blah blah, that sort of thing. But I feel like I'm going on. So basically, the apocalypse is pretending we're living in an era that we're actually not. In that we very, very, very rarely relive eras that we've lived so recently again. So here to help me dig up through decades of garbage by tearing down the system, my co-pilot and co-host, Courtney. Yep. And Courtney, what's your least favorite 90s holdover? The thing that's still around that you figured would be Th gone by now. That should be gone by now. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, many of the politicians... <laughs> <laughs> they really but, haven't gone anywhere. But more specifically, you know, we don't really have to bring back those choker tattoo things. That just seems unnecessary. It kind of does. <laughs> like, I see them now, and it's like, that's just, you're just pretending that I'm 17 again. Right? And that's unsettling. I wore because, one quite a bit when I was 15. Yeah. I recall this. Do and, we really need that back? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think sure we do. We do. I think we the rest can... of it, though, I'm kind of I'm happy to see it come back. So I was like, I'm a fan of the '90s fashion. Kids these days. Give me, give me the, just Sex give me. Evan, no. Evan no can. Um, Evan. <laughs> Sad. So that is, um, that is once again producer Evan. Um, producer Evan is our producer. And his name is Evan. And that about brings us up to and date. He's here to push buttons. He's here to not to speak. He's here to He's here to push buttons and 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 occasionally remind us when we're when we're uh, in the red. 
Which, speaking of in the red, um, the podcast isn't going well. I know technically at this point we haven't publicized anything yet, but like as a venture, I don't know how long we can do this sustainably. Like, I mean, Courtney knows we're having some financial trouble. I mean, like it's, I've mentioned, it's hard to talk about this. On the yeah, podcast. yeah, because I mean, like she's doing this for free, and. I mean, like, and I said, like, if the podcast ever starts making money, I'll totally cut you in on it. And I absolutely will. You know, like, I'll give myself the smallest cut. It'll be fine. But it's just, we have, like, I'm trying to do a bunch of promotion. I'm trying to just, like, get our name out there. Like, I'm buying up a lot of ad time. And um, I'm paying Evan, like, 25 bucks. What? To, Wait. To do his job. Uh, Evan's so getting paid? Yeah. I. But, and so much, though? I. I mean, it's... He's, he's barely qualified. I mean, like, it's more than, like, scale, but, you know, like, who else is going to tap their fingers on a desk as if it was a keyboard? Honestly, this is a lot for me to take right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I didn't expect I felt bad. to get this news delivered, especially not... I wanted to live. mention it in the last episode, but I didn't, and... Yeah, wow. so it's yeah. just, I just, I wanted to just I mean, it just seems air. like maybe you could have distributed that a little bit differently. I I really wanted to, but Evan would not back down. Like, I mean, like, all right, so basically, Evan would not get off like 25 bucks. It's like, I started off offering him $250,000, but just gradually he kept forcing me to go down. And then when I said... Hey, how about I just don't pay you then? He said like 25 bucks. And I think that's fair. Like he helped me not well, pay him $250,000. But so you have more money in the budget that you could pay. I don't it's, I feel like I'm missing something. It's way thin. Like I bought tons of Facebook ad time. Like I spent like $250,000. You know, like and Evans I don't, I mean I don't want to I don't want to make it seem as though I'm ungrateful for the work Evan does. I think he deserves. I mean, clearly Evan's overpaid, but that's clearly the bizarre capitalist system we work in. I mean, it's Courtney. You got to understand, Evan is union eligible. You know, so it's like if we don't pay him as much money as he eventually wants us to, like, who's to say that he won't go on strike? Bottom line, Sean, I'm entitled to seventy-five percent. No, you're not, because it's um, impossible to figure out. Like, I'd have to use, like, fractions. Shit's insane. Oh, um... Fractions are kind of... I really don't remember how to use them either, so... Like, it's... Fractions are, like... Fractions are, like, half numbers that fight each other? I think? Like, is that what I remember? I think... Yeah, it's like one of them is champion over the other one, right? And that's the... Yeah. Three quarters, threes on top, so that that means it's more. Yeah, and like the four on the bottom means there's technically more on the bottom, so like it doesn't topple over as easy. Does that have to do with like four four time? Um, no, it has to do with seven four time. Very rare time do, signature. Do, 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 Very do, uncommon. Do, 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 do. All right, <laughs> so. So being so being wait, stuck. Wait in a the, second. Wait. I'm sorry. I I don't mean to like just keep bringing this up, but Evan, you asked me for gas money today. I mean, that was. Well, I I bought your coffee last week. Uh, 
Uh, that's good business. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's it's really smart because I did give it to him all in cash. And wow. yeah, like I'm going to give him like three payments a year to sort of make that work. Um, but yeah, basically the podcast is $170,000 in the hole. You asked me to split my birthday present with you. It's just, wow. I... Evan's just, yeah, like Evan's, Evan's spending money by making money. And, um, and he just wants to acknowledge you as the person, as the sentient human that you are. On, like, on your birthday, the day you need to be honored the most. And he just was like, how about you split this with me? Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go busk and get the money for my half. <laughs> because everything's all tied up in bonds. It seems. <laughs> Edit that all out. The laughing and the coughing. <laughs> laughing and the coughing. The laughing and the coughing. The Courtney Parker story. <laughs> Evan, I swear to God. Evan, if I hadn't signed I that... I will destroy you. <laughs> Evan, if I hadn't signed that thing you handed me that you printed off LegalZoom, what like, fuck? I would immediately fire you just so hard. I just can't believe how much you're getting paid. It's like... I mean, like... I, Sean, I can't believe how much money you have. Well, I gave it to him in cash, and then he lost it. <laughs> like you know <laughs> alright yeah I'm sorry I'll he misplaced it up, he'll so find it eventually and then he has to give me back that piece of paper it's, the, it's like a yearly salary that he got all at one time no 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 he gets it in three payments so. wait what he gets two more payments of that yeah Jesus yeah um, like I mean we can't figure out how much I'm paying him each time like that's what I use the accountant for and I'm paying him seventy-five grand a year. What? To do um our finances. <sighs> so pretty much like all we all he's been telling me the whole time is this is not how you do any of this, and maybe, it's over with. Maybe we should take his device though. And like, I'm... like, are we supposed to de like deny ourselves like little pleasures? Like what? Like yeah, pleasures. Um, Am I missing something? I bought my ice cream cone three days ago. It's just like, do you know what? These things add up. Well, like hiring someone to do your financial stuff. Well. And then paying a union eligible producer. Uh, an amount of money you two eventually come to agree on. Right, but but I mean, his, his advice seems rational, like. Well, I mean, like, yeah. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry it had to come out like this. When I could have either very easily told you off, Mike. Yeah, that would have been. And you could have gotten very angry at me, but easier. Now because this is going right live to tape, we can't edit this out. This is live. This is live. This is live. <laughs> For when we edit it later. Yep. This is live to no one because no one knows who we are yet. You can't just see. You can't just be. Like Courtney was Hoarding I not money all the time. Was I not supposed to put $19,000 on that subway card? Wait, what? <laughs> subway card? You didn't even let me take that the other day when I went and got lunch for everyone. Well, like, but like, it's all tied up. In the subway card? I could have oh, gotten yeah, some true. subs with it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, just um, uh, remind me next time, and if I feel like giving it to you, I'll, I'll think about it. All right.
Yeah. Okay. Um, Courtney, um, we're going to take a break in a little bit, but when we do that, can you get us some sandwiches with your own money and Wait, not mine? No. <laughs> I don't even have any money. Cause... We're recording the podcast. I, I don't... That means legally you have to spend the money. I... Evan. I... Evan. Evan, help me out here. All right, Evan failed. Um, so, uh, just you're not going to make it up to me by pretending to be nice. Seeing your true colors. True colors. That's why I love you. All right, that's enough of that. We don't have the rights. Phil Collins or that's Cindy Lauper. But Phil Collins, Phil Collins did new, do a cover of it. My new favorite segment is it. Is it Phil, Phil Collins? Collins Evan will obviously Lover. throw the theme music in under this, which will be Peter Gabriel Salisbury Hill. Um, but yeah, so Cindy Lauper's True Colors. Yes. Is this Phil Collins? No. Yeah. But also yes, because he covered it. He, he did. According he did. to you, a few minutes ago. Yes. A few seconds ago. Really. Seconds ago, minutes ago. Wait, hang on. Now it's a minute ago. Okay. Um, yeah, so do we have any other... Evan, do you have any suggestions for Is This Phil Collins? Definitely not. Definitely, Definitely not, not Phil. Phil Collins. Evan, that's very similar to a song, but I think was just eventually <laughs> wandering off in the woods to die. <laughs> like That song would be Sting. Yeah. I don't like the songs, I assumed it was his solo career. <laughs> that that was my bad, but that's very honest. All right, so that's, that's happened. So New we segment. do not know if that's Phil Collins or not. <laughs> so we have one, definitely not. Two, indecisive, and three. All right, it's that song that has like this in it. Hell yes, it's Phil Collins. No. It wasn't Collins in the night? No, 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 no. That's, um, that is In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. <laughs> in Your Eyes. In your eyes, like your eyes, incomplete. Yeah. Wow. Man, thank God no I one's... Did, I thought I was going to do a lot better at that game. Thank honestly. God no one's paying for this. Because this is... This is really good content, Sean. This is excellent top shelf tent. <laughs> Give me the kind of tent. Give me just sweet tent. I mean, like, all right. So speaking of sweet tent, there. All right, Evan's working hard. That's why we pay him the unusually big bucks. Like really, too, way too much money. Man, just you look at his contract. It's it's more than fair. I mean, maybe we could just go over the budget together next time. <laughs> I don't like to use spreadsheets. Okay. <laughs> I like to just promise people money, and then they have it. They, how do they get come by it? How do they have it? Where does it come from? No one knows how finance works, Courtney. That, that's certainly I'm not going to debate money. that with you. Just floating around and it ends up places, like yeah, in like Evan's pocket. Like there's like initials, and they scroll at the bottom of the screen, and then there's some points, and that's there's money involved in that. But yeah. I don't really understand what it is. And I just and I watch, and I watch C-SPAN. Do you? You watch C-SPAN? Well, yeah, I watch C-SPAN, and then I called them because I'm like, where are the market numbers? And they're like, well, it's on CNBC. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. 
and um, his name didn't show up there, even though he said it probably would eventually. Don't worry about it. What about that show, Mad Money, and, and that guy, he just yells at you about where you should invest your money? Um, Is it called Mad Money because yes. he's mad? Um, Is that why? Yeah, well, it's he called seems, Mad Money he because... Seems, he seems perturbed. It's called Mad Money because Jim Cramer is both mad as insane and mad as in just, he has rage issues. Another big part of the apocalypse, or at least why we're so focused on it, is a gentleman who goes by Dr. Reese Stevens, but he also doesn't mind, he also would rather go by Reese Stevens, MD, the MD meaning mostly doctor. So... He recently called me from his home in the Cayman, in the Cayman Islands. Um, he lives there. Um, he operates a Walkman repair shop. He souped up a ham radio, and that ham radio could broadcast 20 years into the past to an FM frequency where I might be able to stumble upon it and learn about the current apocalypse we're living, and I can do something back to the future style to prevent it and blah, blah, blah. So that is broadcasting back 20 years ago. And while that's all well and good, there's certain limits to what we can do. Well, he's working on taking those limits away by creating what he calls a time closet. Whoa. Yeah. Now, this time closet, he says, can bring one back to, to any closet. Any closet in the last 260 years. But if you were to, say, leave the closet, you'll dissipate into space-time and... Um, non-existence altogether um basically if you leave the closet or someone comes into the closet while you're in it so there's that so you can only transport from closet to closet yes you can't leave the closet no but you can be in the closet well he's actually he said that he's rigged it so that one can't be trapped in the closet because he said he understands how insensitive that is now with the whole me too thing going on so no one can be trapped in the closet. They can be, we you know. We can't condone that in any way. Yeah, like they could. Yeah, like they can be lost to the, you know, void of space time, but they will not be trapped in there. Actually, if anything, quite the opposite. So yeah, it is a little dangerous, and like all of Doctor Reese Stevens' creations, presumably carcinogenic. But he says he went back to the closet in the hotel where JFK and RFK were double teaming Marilyn Monroe. Whoa. He went back to the closet in the motel room where Marion Barry was caught by the FBI smoking crack. And he went to the closet of the hotel room where Keith Richards passed out and wrote Satisfaction. I mean, those are pretty good ones. Yeah. I mean, like, they're, they are kind of skeezy, but it is Dr. Reese Stevens, and he's... He has his own provocations. Yeah. Yeah, he does, and we shouldn't question them. He says he can't go back to the hotel room in Moscow where... Donald Trump hired prostitutes to pee on the mattress of Barack and Michelle Obama because he said there's competing Russian technology that keeps us from going to that particular one. Well, that's alarming. Yeah, so even over the realm of space-time, we're still trying to figure out what the Kremlin's doing. And he said he'll let me use it at some point for an unspecified event, and he'll let me know if and when that time comes so wow yeah so basically dr reese stevens is working on an actual time traveling system on top of a time broadcasting and he contacted me and he didn't know about the podcast yet and he wasn't happy about it but i asked him i said because this is all 
based on you and your work, would you be willing to put aside your 0% contact rule and maybe call into my podcast and do an interview with us? And he said, what the fuck is wrong with you? I've told you every single time that I am against contact. Yeah, it seems like that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and I said, well, you're talking to me right now on the phone, bro. And, and he said... Good counterpoint. And I quote, I can't argue that. So, um, he's going to call in in a few minutes. He's call- Wait, he's going to do it? He's really going to call? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, he, he said if, if we're going to do a podcast about his work, that he wants us to get, to get all the details right enough. Wow. So, the thing is, I'm not going to be conducting the interview. He said, I know too much, what? and the questions I ask might be leading. So, he said that you need to do the interview. Courtney. Oh my god. Yeah. I have I haven't even met the doctor. Yeah, it's it'll be hard to because um like I don't know how many flights come out of the Cayman Islands. I didn't even know people actually lived there. I thought they just had banks there. They do have banks, but they also have you know, it's a island in the Caribbean or wherever the hell it is. And so therefore it probably has a very poor indigenous population and they need their walkman fixed. Hence <laughs> Dr. Reese Stevens. Well, Makes upwards Yeah, because well, Walkmans aren't exactly the most current technology. Well, here. Right. Yeah. Like, you've never been to the Cayman Islands? No, I sure haven't. Yeah. Like, I'm not 100% the Cayman Islands exist, but he says he's there. Uh, so, okay, I do have a question because I, I don't want to sound like an idiot in front of the doctor. Okay. What's the, what Do you know the name of the device that we are using to broadcast back in time? Um... You know, I don't know what it's called. I mean, would you expect me to know that? No, 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 no. I mean, like he, he has a name for it, but he's not looking to patent it or anything. So he's so he's so he's not really stuck to anything. What he calls it is the two decadeinator. Two decadeinator. Yeah, which is um, not a very easy name to say. Oh, it's 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 a little bit of a mouthful. Yeah, like really. he said, it's kind of like a word falling down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Well, and I think that's probably a good way to, discri- to disguise your, you know, potentially dangerous product from being stolen. Double decadenator? Is that right? I think it's the two decadenator. Two decades, sorry. Two decadenator. I might have already forgotten what it's called, but it's okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. Evan. Evan, is that him? Uh, yes. Yeah. Is he calling? <gasps> Dr. Reese Stevens on line seven. Oh my gosh, well, we're going to take this, so uh, here we go. Hello, uh, doctor? Are you with us? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I really didn't want to do this. I'm, I'm sorry. I have a serious issue with doing this podcast. Well, but you know, it's great to hear that you had a change of heart, and now you're here. <laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah, well, as I told the great host, your great host, whatever his name is, Skip. Um, Skip told me... His name is Sean. Alright. Um, he said... Wait, no, I told him. Sorry. It's, uh, it's, uh, 4pm here in the Cayman Islands. And, uh, what can I say? I've been drunk for 14 hours now. Oh. But, he told... I told him, I told him, that if you're going to be using my technology for purposes of very low stakes entertainment that I want it to be 
communicate it properly to the masses. Well, that makes sense. I totally, you know, and we're so psyched to have you as a voice on the podcast. Thank you. I could ask you just a few questions about the technology. All right. Um, I might not answer them if I feel that they are revealing too much <coughs> about um, this project or future projects that I'm working on. That's totally reasonable. I want you to be comfortable. There you go. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so uh, I was led to believe that the, te- the technology is called the two-decade-inator. Is that the correct te- te- terminology? I mean, it, it is. Again, I don't like... I, I didn't really see a point in naming it, seeing as I don't want it to go public. I'm just sharing it with Skip here, and he'll uh, broadcast back to, you know... Western Massachusetts, Northern Connecticut, or whatever. Like, you know, it. So, I mean, I didn't see the point in naming it, but he's like, it should have a name. And, um, and I said, it Sounds just like him. Everybody down here thinks I sound just like him, too. But I figured if I did have it to throw a name on it, it should probably just say what it does. And I figured I'd start with the back-in-time broadcasting apparatus made by Reese Stevens, MD, mostly doctor. But he said that that is a very cumbersome name. And I said, well, I don't want to fucking name this thing to begin with. You piece of shit. Skip, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And after about five minutes of screaming at each other, um, I finally said, fine, fine. Let's call it the two-decade Anita, which kind of sounds like a sandwich so yeah it, it sounds a little it makes me like want bacon for some reason i mean yeah like most of my meals are centered around bacon that's not i mean that's okay so yeah. um well sean mentioned that you have two doctorates yes so where did you study it was in wyoming and it was a very confusingly named college. I believe it was the State College University of Portland, Wyoming. That sounds like a real place. Yeah, well, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Portland, Wyoming growing up. Um, clearly, that's not where I was born um, due to my indeterminate accent, which no one in Wyoming has. Right. But, yeah, um, I, sp- I, sp- I, I spent a lot of time there. I did my undergrad at the... Uh, University of Phoenix campus. Oh, great! Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, it's actually located here in the Cayman Islands. Oh, Phoenix is that a place? That's a place. Phoenix Cayman. Huh. Main campus. Uh, it is me and three other people. Oh, what? So that sounds intimate. Yes. A lot of one-on-one teacher time. A lot of work put into a radio engineering degree. Studying radio and industrial engineering. Interesting. It, it hasn't gotten me a lot of work over the years. Like, you know, it's gotten me, like, I worked at an Applebee's. I worked at another Applebee's. Um, I worked at a GE for a couple weeks. Interesting. Yeah, I started in the mailroom, and then I was demoted to janitor. And uh, then they asked me to leave. Huh. That's all right. You know, geez, a bullshit corporation anyway. So uh, I went to work for Walmart because they're a little bit more ethical. Or so I thought. Long story short, I can't go into another Walmart again. 
and they had to change their uh, Greta policy based on actions that I took. It looks sounds like you made a good firm bounce back. You, you know, you invented this amazing machine, and now you're fixing Walkman radios. Yes, uh, yes, I'm fixing Walkman radios on the Cayman Islands for the people who originally lived there before they were brutally conquered and made into a tax haven of an island. And it must be beautiful there this time of year. Um, it's fine. It's, uh, it's kind of the rainy season. Also, most of the island has been paved over. Since it is, uh, the island is primarily bank parking lots. Oh. Yeah, I kind of imagined it like that, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's sort of dispiriting and constantly depressing. But the weather's nice like three months out of the year, so it's it's pretty good. And uh, how did you meet uh, my friend Sean? Well, we met in the live journal comments, as I'm sure he mentioned. Wait, he... Nah, 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 nah never mind, never mind. I was going to get on about that. Pardon me. Again, it's 4 p.m. And I've been drinking for 46 hours now. <laughs> it's, uh, when you do math, you kind of lose track of time. And I like to come down by getting blindingly drunk. I mean, that's just, that's actually almost two days straight. Did you not even sleep at all? or? I don't think I did. Oh. I think I did. I mean, that's kind of how I came up with the time closet. Which, um, well, yeah, I, I just done a bunch of math. And... Next thing you know, I'm in my closet, and I close the door, and I hear a bunch of French people outside. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, they don't speak that on this island, I don't think. And I go to open the door, but I feel this intense presence on the other side of the door. Like, as if I opened it, everything I knew that was ever real would become unscrewed, and everything would just cease to exist, me included. So I stayed in there, I listened, and from what I could glean, taking French for a semester in seventh grade, an indeterminate amount of time ago, I was able to tell that it was King Louis XIV's chamber. Wow. Yeah. And his closet was admittedly kind of fancy. It also smelled horrible. I believe that. It was just... It was, it was insane. So then when I got back to my closet, I was like, hey, I'm going to go in there again. And that's how I did the whole RFK and Marilyn Monroe thing. Yeah, you picked some interesting moments to revisit, I thought. I mean, I just figured they'd be pivotal moments in history. Like, you know, like a pair of brothers who are currently running the United States or double teaming this broad whose name is Norma. You know, I also went back to Lincoln's bedroom. And, like, really, it was just a lot of crying. To his bedroom? Yeah, well, yeah, like in the, you know, the Lincoln bedroom in the White House. And then there's, uh, and then there's, and then there's the Lincoln closet. Well, but sure, I mean, I, I'm not debating whether or not there's a closet in Lincoln's bedroom. What event transpired there? Well, he freed the slaves. For, but not while he was in his bedroom, right? You clearly don't know history. Honestly, I don't remember a lot of history, so... Yeah, well, he opened the window, and he yelled, Everybody is emancipated! I thought it was more of a formal process for some reason. Nope, nope. I mean, it was... It was a literal proclamation. Yeah, he literally 
stuck his head out the window and yelled that at presumably the Rose Garden filled with former slaves. I don't know if the Rose Garden was there back then. I wouldn't know because I was in his closet. Right, you can leave the I hear you can't leave the closet. No, I can't. And I but I can't tell you one third of his closet was dedicated to very tall hats. That adds up. Yes. That's what made him our greatest president. The hats? The hats. That's an interesting theory that I would be delighted to follow up with you on another time. Well, I gotta go back in Lincoln's closet, and I don't remember exactly how I got there, but, you know, at the same time, time closets are, being, are gonna be very beneficial at some point, if I can figure out a way to get them out there without, you know, people cannibalizing it and making it into something that's not supposed to be. Cannibalizing it? Hang on. Uh, I gotta get another bottle of tequila. Oh. Yes. Um, do you do you have any insight as to certain events that we should revisit on our quest to stop a broke apocalypse from occurring? Well, here's the thing. Much like the movie Inception, the note coming upon the event that will help stop this current apocalypse, or whatever the hell it's called, is something that you guys <coughs> need to stumble on organically. If I tell you, you need to go back to June 15th, 1998 and stop so-and-so from meeting so-and-so, you're going to put too much stock in that and pretty much sets it up to fail. So I can't... But you said June 15th, 1998, though? Just, just spitballing. I mean, I did... But I didn't give that like, like that date in particular for any real reason. I feel like I hear writing. I'm not. Don't worry about it. Through the phone. There's not. Probably just static on the line. All right. That um, this the static that sounds like writing. The, uh, you've heard that of that one before, right? I mean, no, but I, but I, but I usually listen to the sound of fixing Walkmans in lieu of music. I'm not very fond of music. Uh. Oh. Yeah, I kind of like the music of life, or that they play in banks. The music in banks? Yeah, it's, you know, it's catchy. Tequila. Well, you know, it seems like you have a really busy schedule there. I do. I gotta go buy an house of something. Oh. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be weird, but I just, I might make it a little, if you know what I mean. I think I do uh, know what you're getting at, yeah. Yeah. You ever been to the men's room stall and, um, at, uh, Bush Gardens? Uh, n- the men's stall? In the men's room in Bush Gardens. Mm-hmm. Where just, traditionally, one does coke. Oh. Yeah. And, um, it's basically how parents get through the whole experience. Well, good to know. So, I mean, just, I mean, that might have something to do with the apocalypse. I don't know. Now you probably hear writing, because now I'm taking notes. I don't hear writing. 
I, I did check your ears. It's stuff like this why I think my no contact policy is a very good idea. Because clearly you're taking notes. You're probably some sort of government agent. I'm, I assure you that I am not. Are you some sort of time cop? I'm not. Don't worry about it. You ever seen Time Cop? Well, honestly, I don't remember a lot of history, so. See, it, it doesn't hold up. Well, uh, maybe you could email me some movies that you think I should see, though. I'd be interested to hear. I might. Um, I... Well, uh, once, uh... I might not. I'll, I'll turn you over to Evan once we're done talking, and uh, I'll have him give you my email address. I don't have email. Oh. But I do have a physical post office box that I have people transcribe emails sent to a specific address. So it's kind of like having email. No, it is not. Oh. oh. So anyway, uh, we'll do that exchange of information somehow. Okay. We'll get whatever it makes. And I just again wanted to thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule on the Cayman. No problem. No problem. It was been, it's been a delight meeting you finally. I've heard so much about you. And I have had a conversation with you. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Doctor. And uh, have a great afternoon. All right. Bye. Yeah, you got it. All right. So uh, that went well. Uh, he was really something. Yeah, he's he's not an easy guy to get the, to know. The something was mostly drunk, really. He, I mean, he has a bit of an alcohol problem. He he honestly did seem to hold his own during the answers to the questions. That he I did have to say, but yeah, I mean, he said he does his best work while he's blacked out. Well, in this case, in that case, this should have been a really good interview for him. Yeah. So, two more segments on the show that we try and do every episode. First one is called directive, <clears throat> and that is giving the Sean of 1998 a directive in which he could use to prevent the apocalypse. And I think based on the theme of our show today, I would say call in the Wazer 99.3 and say around 2000, start changing your lineup. Yes. Yeah, Become a dynamic and living yeah. radio station. Have you listened to 99.3 recently? I haven't. Because I actually did by accident the other day. I normally would avoid the station. And it was on at work. Some, one of my coworkers had put it on. And um, it's actually really good now. And it's not like anything like it used to be. I mean, it's some somewhat of what it used to be, but it's not as um, it's not that like modern sludgy, grungy rock vibe anymore. It's more like Indian alternative songs. So from like the past few years, it's good now. So maybe there's hope after all. Is what I'm saying. Hmm. We still might have to go back though in time and make sure that that other t- you know, the years in between where it was terrible, maybe that's that true. still needs to be remedied. All right. But it's good to know we come out the other side, at least with one radio station being better. That's, everything else is terrible. Yes. Like literally everything else. That's the one slight uptick in the world in which we live, Sean of 1998. So, yeah, give 99.3 a call and tell them don't be bad from like 2001 to 2009. Yeah. And they'll be like, that's very specific. And you'd be like, you shut the hell up and listen to what I have to say. I have ways of knowing yeah and just be very vague about it yeah yeah like the thing is this is all pre what we call 9-11 so they're not going to actually follow any of that up yet they'll be like hey he's probably just kidding yeah that was that was a time that happened weirdly. yeah 
That was a time. Hmm. All right, now it's time for the final segment of the show. Oh. My final thought. Sean's final thought. Sean, from 1998. I'm trying to get help from a friend of mine named Dr. Reese Stevens. And though you might not feel it, there is something inside of you that's special that says that says that you're the person who's going to fix this for everyone. Just the weird hellscape in which we live. So we're just trying to broadcast to you with music that you'd like so you can stop all of this and hopefully make Dr. Reese Stevens himself more than a mediocre Walkman repairman. Gordon, do you have anything else to add? That was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I just want to say again how honored I was to meet the great Dr. Reese Stevens and... Uh, feeling hopeful about the technology that he has to offer yeah and what it might mean for our very sad and pathetic world yeah we got the two decanator two decadenator and the time closet and the time closet yeah so it's an exciting time yeah closet what a time to be alive closet wait these were the best of times closet all right so i'm sean this was courtney yep producer evans over there Fucking get out there and do it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a great Is that a good phrase? <laughs>